Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. On this episode, we are joined by Sam Wallace, Managing Director at Sheffield Haworth. Today, Ms. Wallace joins the show to discuss her experiences in engaging with female talent, as well as how Sheffield Haworth promotes female leadership. Ms. Wallace then shares her expectations for board members and C-suite leaders of the future. Sam, welcome to the show. Rob, great to be here. Glad I could join you. Well, I thank you so much for joining us as well, and let's dive right in. Uh, Sam, what does your experience tell you about engaging with female talent? You know, it's something that's been top of mind for all search firms for a long time, I think. Um, and, and particularly in, in the last couple of years where we've really seen a keen focus on diversity and inclusion in general. I think what we've seen um, in, recent, in, in recent work is that we have to think about engaging with female talent slightly differently than we do the talent community at large. What we know from research that we've done with one of our major clients that we've worked with for almost 20 years is that it takes potentially about 30% more um, touch points with female candidates to get them from the beginning of a process to try and engage them, to see them all the way through to close a, a search successfully. And so I think having data points like that helps us really understand that to engage female talent, to engage senior female talent, we have to be very deliberate, we have to be very intentional, and we have to be patient, right, in, 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 able, in order to engage them sufficiently. It's interesting. The use of the word patience, that's not something I always hear so, so freely. It's sort of a good word to hear. It is. I think so. Because, you know, when we think about, particularly at the very senior level um, and, at, and at board levels, these are game-changing roles for the candidates and for the organizations. And so speed is not always your friend. Like, we know we want to get to outcomes quickly, but the, the end game is getting the right person in the right role and the right opportunity in front of the right person. And, and again, back to that data point, if we know that to engage female talent successfully, it takes a little bit more time. Um, having that in our arsenal allows us to make sure that we're really objectively looking at that pool of talent and bringing the right people forward at the right time. We, we know, obviously, of course, there are issues, though. And how are you trying to overcome some of these issues? Is it through educating the client or a more proactive outreach to candidates, for example? Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's sort of all of all of the above, right? You know, there's there's an aspect that we as search leaders are responsible for helping our clients understand how to engage um, diverse talent, what they need to do, what their organizations need to look like sort of from the ground up at all of the different layers within the seniority pipe. And then when we think about the candidates themselves, it is about engaging them in long-term relationships. I think when you approach um, contacting a candidate as a transaction in order to fill a search, you're missing an opportunity. And I think philosophically where Sheffield Howarth are and certainly where I am is it's about sustaining and building long-term relationships and increasing the network through those relationships so that we add value in conversations as well as for specific search engagements. You know, I, I think one of the things that our firm does well, and, and I, I know many search partners spend a lot of time doing, is thinking about associations and organizations that we can partner with that do support 
gender diversity and, and diversity in a larger topic. Um, for example, I June last year, I joined Chief, which is a US-based executive um, women's networking group. Um, there's several thousand women uh, involved in that now, but it's C-suite, um, it's women who are making big decisions, and those associations help us think together about how to solve business problems, but then also create a community to help women help other women as they think about career advancement and progression. So how do you and Sheffield Haworth go about engaging female candidates to try and secure their interest in senior roles? You know, it, it's it's so much about access to them. It's so much about the narrative of the organizations that we're representing. And then back to my earlier point, it's so much about the longevity of those relationships. Mm. You know, The success that we have, I think, is because we do build relationships and we sustain them over time. And, and we rely on those partners, the, the people who have been our candidates in the past, as sources of referrals and recommendations. So we're really working to build a community through those conversations. What is being done by search firms and corporations to promote more female leadership to the C-suite and board level positions, and what more can be done going forward? You know, as you probably know, California implemented a law bill, I think it was Bill 826, um, back in 2019, which mandated a certain number of women on boards as targets for publicly traded organizations. And so depending on the size, they had to meet certain criteria to have a certain number of women on board. Mm. I think some of those activities where it's a very deliberate mandated exercise to increase the exposure of women in these senior positions, that's certainly helping. I think the fact that the topic is front of mind, whether it's gender diversity or ethnic diversity, it's front of mind and it's being talked about in almost every talent discussion means that companies and search firms are looking and saying, well, if we are taking a look at our organization, are we a reflection of what we are selling or what we're taking to the market? So there's a lot of kind of internal analysis of existing infrastructures. And I think there's just a lot more intentionality about bringing people into organizations earlier so that women have the opportunity to be supported and promoted and coached and developed um, into the senior roles, as well as moving them between organizations from senior role to senior role. All right, Sam, I, I bought you a crystal ball. So here we go. What do you expect the C-suite board of companies to look like in five or 10 years for that matter? <laughs> Crystal ball. Now, if I could control the crystal ball, I would tell you there would be a marked change from where we are today. So we had a glory moment earlier this year where we had um, 41 female CEOs in the Fortune 500. And we all cheered because that was the highest number that it's been in a long time. But that in perspective, it's 41 out of 500. So if, if I could control the crystal ball, I would say we are going to see a step change in gender diversity at the top of the house, at the board and the C-level. Um, realistically, I think we're going to continue to make small but important progress towards a greater representation. I think we'll see more training and more coaching, um, but I have to say this may sound a little bit pessimistic. I don't think we're going to have anywhere near gender equity at the top of the house in five years. I think we've got a lot more work to do. I, I definitely respect that that 
touch of pessimism because there's reality in there. So it tells me that you're confident but realistic. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's fair. And I think it speaks to the fact that as a search professional and the search industry as a whole, we have to take some responsibility for that inequity at the top of the house. Mm. Because for many years, it's been about leaning into existing networks and leaning into existing relationships. And there's been, you know, gender disparity in search, which is reflected in the number of appointments of women at the top of the house. And so I think we have to continue to be deliberate about it. We have to continue to coach our clients around making different decisions and engaging talent differently. Um, but to make a real difference, yeah, it's, it's going to take some work. As we begin to wrap up our conversation, what else would you like to add today? You know, I think we have to acknowledge that we've seen some terrific appointments of women already in 2021, right? Seeing Jane Fraser appointed to Citigroup or Karen Lynch to CVS. You know, these are really important developments for senior women across industry. And I think what we need to do is celebrate the successes that we're seeing but then also remember that there is so much hard work to do. And that starts from STEM education right the way through how we keep women in the workforce and enable them to take on more senior roles. So I think, you know, we do need to be optimistic. But to your point, we have to be realistic about the work that needs to be done. And as search leaders, we have to play a really important role in, in making that change and making those differences. Sam, thank you for sharing an expert's view on advancing women to senior roles. Diversity and inclusion are often thought of only as ethnic or racial diversity, and I think gender diversity is somewhat overlooked. I think your sharing your experiences gives a lot of insight for what we can do to increase female leadership going forward. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, great, Really great information from you today. Thanks, Rob. Really appreciate being invited to join you. It's been a pleasure. That's all the time we have here today. I'm your host, Rob Adams, alongside Sam Wallace of Sheffield Haworth, and this has been Talent Talks. <laughs>